Hey everyone, before I get into the stories, once again, this is a dark one. All of the stories are pretty much messed up in their own way, but story one is probably the worst, as it mentions severe sexual abuse. So if you want to avoid that, now you know. I'll also have it labeled in the timestamps. Without any more further interruptions, let's go ahead and get started. And remember, to always stay hungry. For a little context, I didn't have a lot of stability or safety as a child. My biological father is a sexual predator and assaulted my older sister when she was a child, so I never got to meet him until I was 10 years old. Every time I lived with my mom, she would take off for months at a time and leave me alone in our house. I was only eight years old at the time. I periodically lived with my aunt, but she was an alcoholic and had raised me for most of my childhood in a fundamentalist Mormon cult. But every time I went to live with my mom, she would leave me and I was always hungry and dirty. So I figured it was best to just stay with my aunt. Well, fast forward to when I'm 16 years old and my aunt got drunk and blacked out in the hallway of our house. After I called 911, my dad and stepmom picked me up from the hospital and they decided it was best that I lived with them. My dad made me really uncomfortable, but I still loved him and I thought he was a changed man and I did adore my stepmom. I reluctantly said yes because I desperately didn't want to go back to my mom's and I couldn't handle being with my aunt anymore. One thing I have to point out that I didn't realize at the time, I had called my boyfriend Dylan and our mutual friend Mike to come with me to the hospital. It was like a weight lifted off my chest when Dylan showed up and he managed to cheer me up after finding out my aunt was okay. But my dad, for reasons I would later find out, was incredibly jealous of Dylan. I remember how stiff he looked sitting across from us in the hospital and the angry look he had on his face watching Dylan and I. After Dylan left, my dad had told me, I'm not happy with you and I really don't like that you have a boyfriend. I took it at the time as him just being an overprotective dad. My instincts were telling me otherwise, but I ignored them because I didn't have any parents in my life that would protect me. So I just told myself to trust him because it was the only option I had at the time. So time went by and everything was amazing. Mostly because my stepmom was really wonderful and my dad had worked so much that I went months without seeing him. I was flourishing and I had a lot of friends. I was able to express myself for the first time and not to sound conceited or full of myself, but I grew up to be very pretty which drew in some evil men into my life, including my own father. I finally had confidence for the first time in my life, and my life for the first time felt, well, normal. It felt like heaven until my dad came home. I had brought over a guy friend. We weren't even dating, and my dad expressed the same jealousy as he did with my ex, Dylan. Again, I dismissed it. But my dad was growing increasingly obsessive, and I began to feel as though he was watching my every move. I ended up dating a guy named Luke. He was my first love. When my dad found out about this, he sat down with me one day and said something along the lines of, You're being sexually active out of wedlock. 
I don't know how he knew that or if he had just assumed. Your stepmom's only slept with her ex-husband and me. And as a Mormon family, that's what's expected of a woman. Luke and I had dated for about four months, and he ended up cheating on me and then breaking up with me. And naturally, I was heartbroken. I don't know what it was about that event, but my dad sensed my vulnerability and leaped right into it. The first weird thing I noticed was I woke up one day and my iPod was missing. I ended up finding the broken case in my closet, but no iPod. The thing about that iPod is not only did I have all of the music I loved, but also some naked photos of me as well, and it did not have a passcode to get in. I didn't want to think that my dad took it, so I brushed it off yet again. A few days later, things increasingly became more unusual and more dangerous for me. I changed my hair, and it may seem weird, but my sister later told me that it seemed like he was more attracted to me after that, and also seeing me in such a vulnerable state since the assault happened a few days later. I was laying on the couch, still pretty heartbroken over Luke, and my dad came downstairs and sat on the couch next to me, and he then started rubbing my back, which maybe wouldn't be too weird, but he had started rubbing my back under my shirt. I don't think my brain could process what was happening, so I froze up, almost into a dreamlike state. My stepmom came into the room, and he pulled his hand quickly out of my shirt. I don't know how, but she didn't notice. The next morning, my dad came into my room to wake me up for school. When he woke me up, I noticed that the door was cracked. Everyone except for him and I were still asleep. He started off by stroking my cheek, and then he climbed on top of me and kissed me on the lips a few times, then telling me, This is how I used to kiss you as a baby. Is this okay? I was honestly terrified, and I just said yes. He then started rubbing the inside of my pants slightly below my stomach, then up my shirt, and even proceeded to lift up my shirt and look at me. I think I went into shock because I didn't move. I've always been really skinny, and at 16 I was slightly underweight, and my dad was a big guy, so I knew I had no chance of fighting him off, and I was scared he would hurt me or my stepmom if I screamed. I then went into survival mode. It went on for what seemed like an eternity. After it was over, he drove me to school, and to keep myself safe, I just pretended like everything was okay. But once I had gotten to school, I had ran away and called my mom to come get me. She seemed irritated and didn't even believe me, so she called my sister to drive down from Wyoming to Utah to come pick me up. While I waited for her, my stepmom found me. I got into her car, and she asked what happened. Then she said, Your dad told me that you might have took his cuddling the wrong way. When I told her in detail what had happened, she said that there wasn't anything unusual about that, and it wasn't even weird that he did it. I knew in that moment that no one there had my back, and I had to get out before things escalated even more. Unfortunately, though, I would go on to be sexually assaulted and raped by four men after him. I was raped two months later by a 25-year-old man at a party. And after that happened, I had messaged my dad telling him that he paved the pathway for this to happen. No one would believe me, 
So I learned to stay quiet about everything that happened to me. And I told him that I forgave him. Not for him, but for me. So Chris, my biological father, if you're listening, you nor any of the other men that have done this to me have broken me. I am not a victim. I'm a victor. You never got to watch me fall in love with my husband. And I have children that you'll never meet. Your life is falling apart. And me? I'm better than okay. And I've promised myself that I'll never let another man hurt me like that ever again. I was 20 at the time this incident occurred. And I'm a female. I lived in Alberta, Canada at the time when I was a college student. I was used to living in a city environment, so I always considered myself to be pretty street smart. I went about my life as normal, but one day, that all changed. I was on every social media that you can think of, including Twitter. I wasn't on it much, but I had an account anyway. One day my sister had called me back home in Quebec and I immediately knew that something was wrong. She demanded to know where I was, which confused me, but I told her I was at home, and I asked her what was going on. It was the weekend that I wasn't at work or school, so I had some rare time to myself. She told me that she didn't know how to tell me this, but there was a video of me circulating on Twitter, and that she needed me to know. I asked her what she meant, and she said she would send me the link, and that she was so sorry. I was anxious now, and I asked her to please tell me what the hell's going on. She told me that she wanted to video call me, which I agreed to, and we hung up so we could do that. When I answered, she looked like she had been crying, and her eyes were frantic. I asked her again to please tell me what the hell was going on, and what did she mean that a video of me was circulating? She told me that basically there was this Twitter page called Canada Creep. She said it was a page dedicated to posting photos and videos of women without their consent, and that often these messages and videos were inappropriate. Close-ups of women's breasts and butts, etc. My blood ran cold, and I felt sick. My sister had told me that she had heard about the page but never thought much of it, since sadly a lot of creeps do that sort of thing. However, she told me that someone had reached out to her and told her I was on it. This person was on the page trying to get it taken down and had recognized me. I needed to see how bad it was, so when my sister sent me the link, I looked. I recognized myself walking down the street from behind. I was wearing a long sleeve shirt and jeans. The footage followed me, zooming in on my ass before suddenly switching to the front of me. He must have got ahead of me somehow and edited two clips together. My top wasn't low cut at all, but even if it was, no one deserves to be perved on. The camera showed my full face in the second half and then zoomed in on my chest area as I walked. The clip wasn't very long, but it wasn't short either. It made me burst into tears to know that someone had been filming me and that it was now online, all for a bunch of perverts to thirst over. I recognized the outfit, and the video must have been taken just a few weeks before, within the same month I discovered it. I recognized where I was, and I hadn't felt like anyone was watching me or filming me. I was shaking as I racked my brain around it. 
How could I have not noticed someone was filming me, especially from the front? Wouldn't I have seen a man waving his phone at me? I couldn't stop crying, and my sister kept telling me how she was so sorry, and she began crying too. The creep captioned it with something I don't want to share, just in case anyone tries to find me. But it made me sick, because it was something so gross and dehumanizing. One of my roommates must have heard me, because she knocked on my door, and I told her she could come in. I ended up telling her everything, and she tried to console me. She said that she had no idea that a page like that existed, but I ended up finding out that some people at our college were aware of it. Some people were actually trying to get it taken down. I don't want to give any information about my identity because I'm honestly still paranoid that some perverts from that page could still find me somehow, but I'm going to be sharing some links that Southern Cannibal can put in the description if he decides to use this story, just for anyone who might want to read about it. Anyways, I tried reporting the video, but Twitter didn't take it down. The page had thousands of followers. And I don't know if all of them were creeps, or maybe it was people trying to keep tabs to close it down. The man was eventually caught, but it didn't erase all the stress he had caused. I feel like I was one of the lucky ones, because so many other women were victims of upskirting, and I can't even imagine how violating that would feel. I feel violated enough having this man zoom in on my chest and fully covered behind, knowing a bunch of perverts lusting over it, Never mind the world seeing my underwear. To this day, I feel uncomfortable and on high alert in public, and I struggle taking public transport, as I was near public transport when he got footage of me. It's been several years now, but I still feel so angry. This complete stranger has destroyed my trust in the world, and I'll never get it back. The story took place from the time that I was 11 to 16 years old. My parents had gotten a divorce when I was 9 and my little sister was 6. We ended up moving to the other side of town to a little house that my mom had rented. My mom got lonely, so she decided to try dating. She began dating this man named Matt. They had dated for about a year until my mom discovered that he was cheating on her. Little did she know that wouldn't be the end of Matt. When they were together, he would show abusive tendencies. He would commonly scream at me and my little sister. I was only 10 at the time that this happened, so I became very afraid of him. Once my mom kicked him out, he began stalking us. He would park in front of our house and just sit there all night. I don't know what he did in the car all night but I would stare at that car for hours until I fell asleep, and then the next day he would be gone. My mom had to work a lot and would leave me and my little sister home alone since I was old enough. Even on nights my mom worked, he would still be there. One time when I was 13, he got ballsy and came to our door. He would just stand there all night until like five minutes before my mom got home. He would also go around the house and knock on all of the windows. I once woke up in the middle of the night to my little sister screaming. I ran to her room and she was crying in her bed. She said that Matt was outside her window. I wasn't getting the proper amount of sleep that I should have because I was really scared that he was going to break in. I actually told my dad about it on our next visit and he gave me a phone 
and he said to call him if he came back. And sure enough, he came back, knocking on my bedroom window. I called my dad, and he rushed right over, cussing Matt out. Look, I'm going to tell you this once. If you don't leave my kids alone, I'm calling the cops on your fucking sorry ass. Matt did leave us alone for about two weeks, but then he came back. My 14th birthday had just passed by this point, and he decided to leave me a little birthday gift right outside my bedroom window. It was a fucking dildo. I was disgusted. I was a child. I told my mom about this, and we went to get trained on how to use a gun. She told me if he came back to threaten him with the gun. He did come back, and I did indeed threaten him with the gun, and he never showed up again after that. But he did begin to stalk me and my mom on our social medias. What the hell's wrong with this guy? It had been about four years since he and her dated. Why was he still stalking us? I began to have night terrors of him breaking into our house and actually kidnapping me and my sister. It got so bad to the point that I had to go to therapy over it. When I was 16, the stalking on social media stopped entirely. No new fake accounts. No nothing. I guess he found someone else to stalk. My mother is now happily married to another man named Danny, and he's the sweetest stepdad ever. I'm 23 years old now, and I really hope to never come across Matt again. What a psycho he was. I want to start off by saying that this story took place when I was a different person than who I am now. For context, I was a bad drug addict for about 10 years. I'm not proud, but I did work as an escort on the side. I'd met guys who treated me decently. Then there were the ones who weren't so nice. Anyways, one night when I was home, I'd received a call from my boss saying a customer who will call Mike came in yelling saying that I hit his car. Mind you, I didn't even have a car. After settling that, I must admit that business was slow and that my regulars just weren't able to help. Mike continued to call and text, so after a while, I had agreed on seeing him. He would always come so late, and getting him to leave was a whole nother issue. After that, I would have regulars over and would look down my street, and who do you think was there? Yeah, Mike. No one had asked him to be there. After my day left, he came banging on the door asking who that was, and he then threatened me with a statement that made me scared as hell. You better be glad that he left. And when I asked why, he then said to me, I can make your life a living hell. Little did I know he was serious. To add further content, the stuff that he wanted was insanely odd. Well, to me anyways. He insisted on me kissing him with my eyes completely open and never used terms of endearment. One time I called him babe, and he blew up saying that's a word strippers use for people who don't care about anything. Every day after that, it was constant messages asking when we could meet. And it even got so bad that he tried to find my parents' number to try and talk them into admitting me. Thank God they didn't listen. He then turned up after a couple of days without talking to him, and he made me a shrine like on my trailer steps. A lighter, a cigarette, anything he could use to try and make me feel bad for him. Finally, I'd had enough. 
I couldn't handle the constant harassment. I had asked my boss to ban him from the club. Fortunately for me, my boss said yes. So if my story doesn't seem scary enough, well, I'm getting ready to go right there. One night after work, he had sat in the park close to my trailer. He had apparently called my parents saying how he couldn't live without me, as well as all the great memories we've shared in the park. I eventually got fed up and I told him to stop bothering my parents with this nonsense and that I never wanted to see him again or a smelly car. He then hung up, but something told me that I got off way too easy. So about two nights later, I had fallen asleep watching a movie and all of a sudden, I woke up to smelling fire. I then looked over to see my wall of curtains were on fire. I was shocked and I thought I was dreaming it. I then ran out, no clothes whatsoever. I screamed for help and my neighbors called 911. The fire was eventually put out and after a couple of weeks later, the fire department told me that it seemed like it was a short from the AC. Funny thing is, a few weeks later, Mr. Mike had admitted to another friend of mine that he felt like he had no choice but to do it. Now, I had no evidence it was him, just hearsay. But Mike, you best damn believe you did it, and you almost killed me. I hope terrible things happen to you. You truly deserve it. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night, everyone. And remember, to always, stay home.